Imagine addiction has been part of your family for generations and suddenly your immediate household is spinning out of control. What do you do? Well, my heart-centered friend, Dr. Jean LaCour, started a global organization to attack addiction and promote emotional sobriety head on. With COVID-19 addiction rates spiking, our conversation couldn't be more timely. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast. Off My Duff is all about getting off your backside and finally, making your impact by living your truth. If you are an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you're in the right place. We chat with guests from seven figures to just starting out because that's how we roll. Off My Duff is the nudge you need to expand your business and slay resistance. So without further ado, I invite you to get off your duff and let's get started. Now, here's your host, Duff Gardner. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to this episode of Off My Duff, the Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Duff Gardner, your host. Welcome, welcome. I'm really excited today. Uh, you know, I, I love all my guests, and I have a special place in my heart for our guest today, Dr. Jean LaCour of the International Association of Professional Recovery Coaches. And uh, Dr. Jean and I have gotten to know each other really well as they're releasing a bunch of new programs with their association recently. And she has graciously decided to come and speak on our podcast today. Very happy to have her here. And welcome, Dr. Jean. Thank you, Duff. It is my pleasure always to um, have a chance to have a conversation with you. Well, it's it's really great to have you here, and and I and I, I'm you know I'm honored. You today, you guys have a a bit of a situation with a, a storm coming inland into Florida, and you've still decided to come and speak to us today. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah, I figure sooner rather than later, if we lose power for a week, we want to do this. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, well, now, so we've gotten to know each other, like I said, in the last little while, and and you guys are doing some really interesting work in the world. So why don't you tell me? I, we just just offline, we were talking about the idea of entrepreneurship and addiction. I mean, you guys are doing a lot of work within the corporate realm as well. Mm -hmm. You're also working with coaches, certifying them to actually help people with this challenge. So there's, there's a bunch of different things we can talk about today. Mm -hmm. But just in sort of general, like, why don't you tell me about how you got started in this work in the first place? Well, many people who are in the addiction field, uh, clinically or non-clinically, will tell you they had uh, someone they loved that was involved or themselves. And it is something that is really, it is a, a mission and a passion. And um, for me, I come from three generations of women who married wealthy, wonderful alcoholic men. And within that time frame of 10 to 20 years, you know, everything dissolved. So I came by it uh, in my inheritance, if you will. But right. since then, we've used our family's experience and, and real tragedy and losses to reach out to so many others around the world. So um, 
I just made a decision early uh, in my recovery that everything I learned, Duff, that I would be willing to share with anyone who wanted to learn because I was kept in the dark uh, as an adult, highly educated about addiction and, and alcoholism. And that's how we got going. Yeah. I mean, I, your story is um, a really interesting one to me. I mean, we could go really deep into that. And I mean, at the same time, what I think is quite interesting is this idea of silence. Mm -hmm. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we talked a little bit about that earlier, this idea yes. of breaking the silence. Mm -hmm. Do you want to speak to that a little bit? Well, actually, when I understood that my wonderful grandmother, Imogene, um, okay. college educated, um, had gone through this with my grandfather, I never knew the depth of what was involved, but she guided me and uh, never, never mentioned it once, even though she wanted to make sure I was very um, politically astute or, you know, um, culturally astute. And the same with my mother, again, ahead of her time in so many ways. I'd heard somewhere she'd married an alcoholic somewhere. But I mean, those are just those things. But right. I had no guidance. And I really talk about it as the uh, addiction is the sickness of silence. And they were not even allowed to tell me because they didn't want me to think poorly of my grandfather or whatever. And so I repeated it perfectly on time. Wow. So um, that's why I just knew, again, as a baby boomer, as someone who's always been involved in public debate from the anti-war years to um, the women's issues, I mean, I'm a very much about empowerment right. that just the little that I knew might help someone else. And that ended up an incredible institute that's been in 35 nations and worked with the United Nations, worked across the Middle East, taking prevention training. Wow. So it's really kind of the loaves and fishes story. I mean, it's like it just multiplied. People wanted more, you know. So um, yeah. it, it has been amazing. The, the hunger, that's what I want to point out. Not, I mean, it was it was pretty amazing just as it was unrolling. Right. Um, but that people are dying for lack of basic information. And in the Western world, that is, um, that's unthinkable. Um, but so the silence factor, yeah. and we particularly see it, um, you know, in the business world, as, right. as we've talked about it before. So you sure. get back to the entrepreneurial yeah. circuit there. Yeah. What in a corporate culture would keep people from talking about these types of problems? It's that yeah. sti it's stigma actually that keeps the silence locked up. Yeah, it, you know, um, one of the fun opportunities I've had to work with you folks really hand in hand is around what you're just speaking about because you guys are releasing this new program mm -hmm. within the corporate wellness community. Yes. And I, I remember when you first came to me and you were talking about it, um, you know, like it's, it, it, you, you wanted to kind of bring it down to earth or you wanted to be, make it approachable to the people that are within the organization so they could make the difference that they want to make. Tell me, like, that's just a really interesting program. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Well, sure. Yeah. Well, first I want to acknowledge um, 
the executive director of NED Institute and the International Association of Professional Recovery Coaches. Her name is Cheryl Brown Merriweather. Right. And she spent 20 years at AT&T, corporate trainer, you know, manager, amazing woman. She's run large nonprofits. And as her family got went through their recovery journey, she said, as an HR professional, I now see um, what was happening to employees and other people on the, on the workforce. I had no word for it you know, codependency or family issues or someone being hung over. Um, all of the things that once you begin to, to look in this paradigm, you know, you can see what's happening. And she said, someday, someday, Dr. Jean, we're going to launch our corporate care program, the Corporate Center for Addiction and Recovery Education, and we're going to take our training into the workplace. And we had that conversation together in 2008. Wow. And uh, it, now it is launching where we're building off of our experience of speaking at chambers of commerce, right. of large international business consortiums who wanted me as a speaker um, uh, in Orlando, Florida. Many business groups were interested in this topic because it's hard for them to keep vast numbers of employees once addiction or drug testing enters into the picture. Yeah. What, what I like is that uh, your whole focus of that particular program, I love it. You know, that the whole idea of you've got the hashtag start with lunch, just the whole <laughs> idea, like walk me through that okay. process because it's, it's a tough conversation within a corporate realm, you know? Yes. And as we, as we discussed earlier, uh, the the managers are not comfortable with this topic. I mean, they're the ones who are supposed to initiate it and speak about addiction or drinking or whatever. Yep. Um, you know, the employees are very uncomfortable. What if, what if they're like outed for something or someone finds out that they have a family member? Because again, the shame and the stigma, mm -hmm. you know, the CFO and the compliance people are terrified. What are we going to do? They know how to react with drug testing or get people secretly out the door <laughs> into treatment. Right. So it's very, it's very, very tricky. So, the new move in, in human relations or human resource management is that we must have critical conversations in the workplace about difficult situations. Right. The door opened for us. And with your help, I mean, Duff, we cannot underestimate your brilliance in this. As we came to you saying, how should we approach this very complex, scary con you know, concept? Right. And you said, wow a brown bag is pretty non-threatening, isn't it? Maybe we could do something with that lunch bag and we could talk about it over lunch. And, you know, as we just began to grow with this, it came up to our entire new launch campaign of Break the Silence, Start with Lunch. And we've even got a wonderful logo. So safe conversations start with lunch. And uh, we're developing a whole facilitator guide so the cool part for me is that anyone can come to us and enroll to become a certified facilitator in addiction awareness. Right. It can be a counselor. It could be a coach of any kind, an HR professional. Um, it could be someone at your church, a teacher who wanted to bring it into 
uh, any public group to talk to adults about awareness around addiction. Right. And then we have, you know, that other, so you don't have to be a recovery professional or addiction professional. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, that was such a, it's, it's been such a fun journey with that campaign. It's just the idea yeah. of simplifying a, a challenging topic and, yeah. and sort of um, normalizing it a little bit in a way that is, is, is comfortable for people. And I think what's interesting is, uh, you know, our audience here are people who are coaches and consultants and counselors and healers. And, mm -hmm. and I, I love it that um, you're training those folks to kind of go out and spread your message and to be involved in this movement. Mm -hmm. And it's certainly prevalent in the entrepreneurship world. That's for sure. Yes. You know, both on both sides, both, you know, the opportunity for folks to participate in this challenge that we have. Mm -hmm. um, but also, you know, there's people that we both know that are, 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 uh, you know, struggling in some way, either themselves or with a family member. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested to hear more about the certification program, because I think a lot of our listeners would find that super interesting. Okay. Well, um, in terms of the addiction awareness, um, it will be um, a five-hour training broken down into um, probably two components. Right. And after the first... Uh, part of the training and we're ironing out some of the details here, Duff. Sure. Someone would be able to take our materials, have a participant guide. They would run it off, put their name on it, their organization and go forth in right. their communities, or they can do it online to say, we're going to, we're making a step towards addiction awareness because it's always awareness is the number one step in wellness, um, in prevention of any kind. And uh, as a trained international prevention professional, you might think, eh, awareness, but everything, any change, social change, behavior change starts with awareness. If you think about buckle up your seatbelt, if you think about, um, you know, uh, we had something about smoke the bear and right. uh, forest fires, you know, begin with you and right. everything that you've changed your behavior around smoking or drinking or uh, safe sex. It's all awareness. And right. after that, then people begin to change their choice point based on information that is non-threatening and useful. And when people make better choices, then there are better outcomes for themselves and their family members. So, right. But it has to be information that's not just facts. It's delivered in a way mm -hmm. where people, like in those business presentations, I have people literally running to the podium, running, and I've never had anything to offer them. And they want to say, my daughter, my son, I never knew that. I'm HR. No one ever told me these things. Yeah. I mean, and so it's really one of the things in the 21st century that it's a, it's the stigma has kept people in ignorance about this. So. Yeah. I, you know, um, it just, as you were speaking it, uh, you know, a lot of us have been touched with cancer, you know, family yes. members, friends, and we, we talk openly about that. You know, we talk about people mm -hmm. that we know. And yet what you're saying is totally true in terms of addiction. It's, pr it's probably very similar in terms of the numbers yet um, we, we struggle with knowing how to speak about it. Yes. You know? um, I was thinking too that, 
you know, a lot of the folks that I end up working with who are, you know, are self-employed and they have a service-based business, um, mm-hmm. clearly, you know, addiction is going to be their community. It's going to be in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I think that if I was in a position of wanting to like uh, uh, add an element to my business mm-hmm. where say I was going out to my local community and talking to rotary clubs, talking to Eagles, talking to business groups, mm-hmm. um, auxiliary groups, you know, whatever the case may be locally mm-hmm. meetups, yes. even mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is a great conversation to have. I, like I, I teach something called a one simple wish formula. And I just, it, what a part of it is like, you know, what is a gateway conversation to have with a group of people Oh. And and I think that um, this is one of those topics that uh, people will find very interesting to ha- uh, have a clearing created for them to converse about it. You know. And you know something else? Um, after someone has taken our certification training, they will have enough content to do a half-day seminar or workshop in their communities along wow. these same lines. Wow. You know, what is sober? You know, dealing with statistics and mm-hmm. uh, dealing with our values, our brains, you know, be for in sober, you know, the statistics, just to get the facts, the O is for our values and our stories. The B is for our brains, how impacted they are. E is for emotional intelligence. If we don't know how to cope emotionally, we're vulnerable. And then R for how to build that resiliency. And if you're in recovery, how to strengthen your your recovery in a very positive way. And Actually, see, we make it we make it usable, and that's where that's uh, I want to mention the coaching, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. After you know, twenty five years of training people to be right there in the front lines with people literally dying of addiction and needing help, mm-hmm. I knew that I had to do something in another in it with another energy, you know, and so. The coaching, when I saw solution-focused coaching, as, as you and I spoke about earlier, Def, that I saw how it would be perfect for people in recovery or in early recovery or um, wanted to enhance or grow beyond just their identity, I'm a person in recovery. Well, yes, but you're more than that, helping people enhance that. And um, we have trained over 500 people to nice. be professional coaches and they have come to us as nurses as doctors as educators we have an airline pilot we have all kinds of people in recovery we have counselors who want a more strength-based solution-based you know upbeat way to to make a difference about the addiction problem and we this for a long time for only five years. <laughs> only oh, five oh, this years. part, yeah. I mean, the agency. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, we're yeah. like, really? And ICF, any of your coaches there who are listening, the International Coach Federation, they are thrilled with our work. So our specialty does result in 60 hours of um, ICF hours that you can use towards an ICF certification. Oh, wow. Okay. So That's cool. Yeah. It's a very very big deal in the coaching world. Oh yeah, absolutely. That is really cool. Yeah. So we're yeah. at the right time, right place for a mobilization of people touching and helping people and especially your entrepreneurs. And uh, 
Yeah, I, and I like I I'd want to reinforce that solution focused idea because you and I talked offline about it, and you know that's my experience too. Is is uh, in in my area here in in Greater Vancouver, uh, there's there's a there's a there's school that trains people specifically in that, and so that's my you know the idea of solution focused coaching is that you have the answers within. Mm-hmm. And so you're coming into the conversation with that mentality rather than I'm here to tell you something that you can do better. Uh-huh. And especially in this subject matter, that's really important. You create a safe place for people to create their own transformation and breakthrough, you know? So to um, have the courage to say this or have someone say, well, what are the obstacles without yes. that shame? You know, I mean, I love professional coaches who understand recovery. Yes. You can change generations of people. I mean, like my grandmother, I'm a gene. It's such a resourceful, intelligent woman. And my mother, just a brilliant, I mean, writer and leader and administrator. I mean, just amazing. And to, to live life without having those tools. I mean, it's, it's really important, you know, Dr. Jean, because I think that a lot of folks get into coaching and transformational work as service-based professionals because they want to make, you know, there's a combination of, you know, they obviously it's a business, but you, you want to make an impact in people's lives. And so I think the way we tend to think about it is make a global impact or, you know, extend our reach beyond maybe a local market or, you know. Uh, but I think you're, I, you're, what you just said about impacting multiple generations uh, forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really important. I mean, talking about making a difference and an impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And truth be told, in early recovery, uh, people are stable, right? They're not drinking, sure. supposedly, this sobriety thing. Sure. And um, of course, my podcast is the sobriety zone, nice. but it's full of life. It's based on wellness. It's not just not drinking. But what you can do to help people have a larger view of what they have come through. Yes. Uh, coaches love to say people are whole, right? They are, you know, resourceful, they're creative. And then they come to this place where they, when it comes to addiction, they talk about they're able to make authentic choices. And that's where many coaches stumble because of our understanding when we see what has happened to the brains of people that are in full-blown addiction, they are not able to make choices. They have truly lost control Mm. and do those things that, that uh, there's part of them that knows this is not what, what they want to be doing. But when we as coaches understand that in spite of addiction, in spite of even full-blown addiction, that human beings are creative, resourceful, you know, able to make these um, legitimate, authentic choices and decisions. I mean, that's where I'll stand all day long. And that's what gets me excited about the coach approach for people in recovery and in addiction because it happens every day, but they don't see it as a choice. They see it as a failure or a surrender if they went to 12 steps. But Ah. no, you chose to walk in that room. You chose to read those words out loud in a group. You chose to come back another day. Those are powerful choices when everything in community and friends and your brain chemistry and your life is working against that. 
and people don't know that they're making choices and that needs to be pointed out to them. I can see why you've been so successful at this for the time you have. I, I forget when you set up the association. How long ago was that? Uh, we launched it in 2014. <laughs> wow. Okay, so great. Yeah, I mean, it's just yeah. it's fantastic all the people you've been helping. I know. And um, now, we, I haven't really talked deeply about the stages of addiction because that's something we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. Do you want to get into that a little bit? Yes, because I love it. It is. It's just the easiest thing to remember here. Okay. You know, we all love our, um, our dopamine. So I'll, I talk about the first stage of addiction as chemical pleasure. Okay. And that, that chemical we love so much is in our brains, the pleasure chemical is what results from good cup of coffee, <laughs> from drug, sex, rock and roll, you know, right. from, from smoking a joint. I mean, it's, it's how our, our bodies are made to respond. And so um, we begin with our drinking or smoking or whatever it is, because it's part of culture. It's part of mankind. It's right. a way to change your perception and uh, altered consciousness. Right. And when adults do it and when it's controlled and when it's, you know, within norms, um, it's part of life. But in our world, Duff, and you know this, and we're speaking to all of your entrepreneur friends, that stress to make that deadline to right. um, that pressure, to that investment, that money you've borrowed, that idea to get to market first, right. all of that intensity. And it is intense. We can't keep up with machines, right? right. Or in the work environment. It's, so many work environments are toxic because of the pressure and stress and people cannot accomplish what they're being asked to do. Right. Then we come to the second stage from chemical pleasure to chemical coping. Okay. And when we begin to cope by having that extra drink, by having that extra, you know, time with the pornography on the laptop, with food, overeating, you know, more ice cream after work, whatever it is that soothes us, and helps us manage our stress, that's when um, you have some real uh, choices to make there. Will right. you be honest with yourself about how am I coping? And if what are the things I'm using to cope with have an addictive trajectory? Right. Because you know, I mean, you're so, you're, you're into athletics and taking seamless to the beach. I mean, all those healthy ways, you know, the sleep, the breaking, the, you know, the work pattern, the exercise, there, there are many ways to deal with stress, but yep. it's when chemical coping, we don't even see as it leads us down that trajectory past that control point. And then we come to the third and final stage here, which is chemical slavery. It's another okay. name for addiction. Wow. And it can be pills. It can be any behavior that has that self-rewarding um, res response and result. Huh. So chemical pleasure, chemical coping, chemical slavery. And actually, I misspoke. The fourth is called recovery. Okay? Right. And there are millions of people in recovery. You know, in, in the U.S., it's probably closer now to 60 million wow. who self-report 
that mm-hmm. they once were addicted or had these problems. So it is a process and it backs out, you know, the same way you got into that, there's a way to come out of it. And solution focused uh, coaching and uh, approaches can help someone once they've stabilized if they need to um, you know, be in treatment or something. So uh, that's it. I, that's, that's all I, I do. That's why I love talking to you because it's just, you know, um, you just create this energetic clearing for people to not just talk about this, but feel comfortable coming forward. And, and I mean, that's my hope here and people listening to this episode that, that they can feel comfortable. Um, now it sounds like you've created some key insights in your journey. I always ask this question of everybody, like what would be one key insight that maybe you have come that you've learned in doing all this good work that you do? (laughs) <laughs> to still it down <laughs> pressure pressure <laughs> pressure yeah pressure well it has to do with service right i mean it's there is um now i could cry about this one because of working in Pakistan or working in Egypt and my three strip trips in India or being in Cambodia, the realization that what is small to us as we share it and serve another who has like nothing, we don't know how to value here in the West uh, the abundance of what we have and our ability to serve others really who appear to have much less than we do but they can take the things that i've said today and and they can change their whole community i've seen people take what was so small you know in the former soviet union and siberia and run with it and totally blow my mind with with what was able to be created out of what I thought was small. So it's, it's, it's that. Thank you, Dr. (laughs) Jean. Well, what a, what a wonderful way to to close this podcast. Thank you so much. Because I'm so honored that you came on the podcast and what a fantastic conversation we've had today. And I, I hope the listeners have enjoyed it as well. I want to make sure that, uh, we give them the right place to go to to learn more information about how they can reach out and speak to you. So I've got. Do you, do you want to give them the the uh, the way to contact you, and then I'll repeat it. Sure. Um, our uh, coaching website is uh, recoverycoachtraining.com. Yes. Um, our email, of course, is you know info at recoverycoachtraining.com. We have for our addiction awareness program, addictionawarenessnow.com, for people who want to be trained facilitators uh, to do the addiction work, addiction awareness work. And um, I wanted to point out with that recoverycoachtraining.com that you end with a full certification. That's what we do here. We certify you through the association in as a professional recovery coach, as well as a life coach. And if you want to speak to somebody really wonderful, it's Cheryl Brown Merriweather. And I'm going to give you the 800 number where she can be reached. It's 1-800-485-5802.
Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to repeat those just for everybody here. So if being certified is an interest to you, you can reach out at info at recoverycoachtraining.com. Um, you can also reach out uh, to get more information on addiction awareness to info at addictionawarenessnow.com. And if phoning is more comfortable for you, you can reach out to Cheryl and you can reach her at 1 800 485 5802. Sounds good. Wonderful. And you can always reach out to me as well here at, at the Off My Duff podcast, and we can give you more information. Dr. Jean, um, I'm on, like I said, I'm honored that you've been here. It, uh, it's been a really fun interview for me, and I've learned so much speaking to you, as I always do. Um, and uh, so- Well, listen, Duff, it's, the pleasure is mine. You know? mm-hmm. Thank you that, that you would be interested in this topic and be you know, eager and uh, delighted to share it with your audience. They are, they are a pretty special bunch of people. Entrepreneurs drive the world, you know, and I, my hats are off to them. I, all of my different multiple hats, so keep it up. I, I love the spirit of entrepreneurialism. I see it all over the world, and, uh, but nothing like here that, with some of the things you're doing to promote that with excellence. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Jean. Um, So with that, I will close off and say thank you so much to all my listeners for coming to our episode today. And remember, this is Duff Gardner signing off from the Off My Duff podcast. Teach what you love, live from your truth. I'm Duff. See you later next time. Bye now. Hey, everyone. I'm Duff Gardner, and you've been listening to my show, Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast, where we're all about getting off your backside and making your impact by living your truth. If you're like me and you're an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you need an offer that sells. An offer that sells helps you get traction with your business, more sales, more clients, more gigs, more fans, and more deals, period. And here's what I believe. Your offer is the purest expression of your truth. So that's why I've created a free ebook, Offers That Sell, the eight-step revenue breakthrough system. Simply go to offersthatsell.com forward slash book to grab your free copy and you can even follow it up with a chat with me should you wish. It's been wonderful to have you here with us today. And as you get off your backside to make your impact on the world, remember one thing, teach what you love, live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner. See you next time. Bye now.